Welcome to the Porn Reboot Podcast, where you get practical tips to gaining control over your porn or sex addiction. I'm your host, J.K. Amazie, Certified Sex and Porn Addiction Recovery Coach. Today, I'm going to be speaking briefly on why and how porn addicts protect themselves against shame. Now, a little bit of context When I was struggling with my out-of-control behavior with porn and masturbation, I didn't seek help because, or rather I thought it was because I had it under control and that I was a very egotistical person. I was a proud person who had accomplished some things. I was disciplined in some areas of my life at that point. You know, and I, you know, I'd, I'd had like two months of porn, close to three months, and I was like, you know what? During those times, I exhibited great personal discipline. I can do this. I truly believe I can do this. But I never did. I was never able to get very far on my own. And as time went on and as I got into my recovery seriously and I started actually using a system, understanding what I was doing step by step, I came to realize that it really wasn't my pride that was holding me back directly. It was actually shame. Now, shame is something that many men experience, but many of us hide it because it is painful. It is painful to admit to ourselves that we are engaging in this behavior And of course, when it comes to porn, when it comes to masturbation and sex, these feelings of shame are, the feelings of shame are compounded. They're compounded by our religious upbringing, what society says to us, um, sometimes our role. You know, if you are a leader of some sort, if you are a father, if you are married, you are monogamous, these are things that go against some of our principles, sometimes they challenge our principles directly. You know, I'll give you an example. If you're a pastor um, <laughs> and you preach grace and forgiveness and you preach against sexual misconduct, but you engage in it in your life, then you're going to experience shame and your shame is going to grow in proportion to your stance against the very thing that you're acting out in. So one thing I've noticed personally and in working with hundreds of clients over the years is that there are a handful of ways that porn addicts protect themselves against shame. I'm going to share some of them with you. And the purpose of this is for you to be open-minded, really, brothers, and identify which of these apply to you, okay? So one of the first ways that I've noticed that porn addicts protect themselves from shame is by putting others down via contempt. And this is simply an attempt by a man who's struggling with pornography or an out-of-control behavior with masturbation to feel better about his feelings of self-worth. You have a low self-image, poor self-image rather, and your way of making yourself feel better about it is to put yourself down excuse me, is to put others down rather, you know, so I'll, I'll give you a quick example from my life, um, something that actually happens right now. Now, this is not something I do, 
but occasionally I will receive emails from men, always anonymous, who claim that they have recovered from porn or sex addiction. But that is not the purpose of their email. It's literally just an aside, you know. Their purpose, it's usually a very long email, which I rarely complete <laughs> reading, is just laying contempt on me for my attempts to help men to end their out-of-control behavior. Literally, there's no reason for it. They just simply attack me. It's as if something about me triggers them, you know, and they'll say things along the lines of, you know, who do you think you are? Your method probably doesn't work. They're usually people who just came across me online. They have no idea what I do. They do not care to um, listen to any of the testimonials of my clients. They're just, they're just angry, all right? And there are some deeper issues in there. And I've um, the interesting thing is um, I've spoken and some of these men have ended up working with me. It's very interesting the things that trigger these feelings. And I will cover these feelings that these men experience on another podcast. The point is most of them are still addicts. You know, when somebody just flippantly claims that they've overcome this and then the rest of their message is anger and strong emotions and putting somebody down in order to feel better about themselves, it is usually safe to assume that they are still struggling with that addiction, you know? Especially when they say things like, oh, you must have a religious agenda, JK. You know, you must be some religious fanatic, some very conservative, prudish individual. And this is your secret attempt, you know, to convert men or some nonsense or the other. And they go on and on. So if you find yourself in your life, not, I use that example, but it may not apply to you. But if you find yourself being contemptuous, if you find yourself often looking down on others and putting them down, especially online, you know, if you're a troll sometimes. <laughs> oh, and I'm laughing at it, but some of you listening to this know exactly what I'm saying. You're an absolutely respectable individual in real life. Online, you're a horrible troll. Putting people down in secret, on forums, in comments, just trash-talking people for no reason. Look at yourself and ask yourself, am I doing this because it makes me feel better than others? The second thing I've noticed is, and one of the ways that men protect themselves from shame, the shame of their addiction, is trying to be perfect. Now, this is very, very common in addicts who basically have something to lose. And what that means is usually they run a successful business or their self-image is tied to their career or their position in their career or their family life. You know, maybe you're seen as a quote-unquote perfect family man with the perfect family, the perfect kids. You're able to balance your life and you try to make it seem as if you are perfect or you strive for perfection all the time. And the reason you're doing this is because you're trying to make up for a sense of not being worthy, not being worthy of acceptance and love. Because deep down you believe that if everybody who admires you and looks up to you and depends on you knew the type of person that you really are, they would not love you. Sometimes you see this in men who take a very strong moral stance. 
you know, a strong Christian moral stance. When somebody comes at me and they're just like, you know, like, uh, no fornication. You can't, if you even fantasize once, you are going to burn in hell. I'm very, very skeptical. Some of the most compassionate religious individuals that I have found, that I have respected, these men often have a very open mind. They rarely take an extremely strong moral stance. They will tell you directly they do not agree with your morals, but they will not put you down, and they do not give off the impression that they are perfect, because no one is perfect. This can also be seen in some men who exercise this over their physical appearance. There are some men who strive to look absolutely perfect in the way they look, in their meals and their meal plans. All this projection of a perfect image is simply done in an attempt to mask and hide your shame. Are you one of those men? The next way uh, that men hide, porn addicts hide from shame is when you blame others. Well, this most often happens when you are confronted by your behavior, usually from your wife, you know, you tell her, she's like, you're watching porn all the time. You say it's not a problem. And you tell her, you know what, if you were, if you were better at sex, if you were more adventurous, then I, I wouldn't have to be watching those cam girls and chatting with them, you know? All you're doing is transferring the blame in order to reduce the confrontation. You do not want to deal with the confrontation because the more you are confronted, the more you have to feel that shame. Do you do that? Do you blame your wife? I'm not in love with my wife. My wife just doesn't want to have sex with me. My wife this, my wife that. Ask yourself. Next is isolation. That's a very common way that porn addicts protect themselves against shame. You want to avoid the pain of shame that may come up when you interact with others. You've realized that sometimes when you speak to women, you tend to sexualize them. So you just try to avoid doing that. Or when you are around other people, for some reason, you just feel this intense amount of shame coming up and you are not comfortable with it. And so you don't want to feel responsible. You do not want to take responsibility for this. So you isolate yourself. You limit yourself. It's office, maybe gym, and home. You do not step out of your comfort zone. You try not to be in any situation where shame could come up. The next is anger. Ooh, this one. This is a big one for some men, especially the more masculine, quote-unquote, alpha males out there, right? When you are made to feel your shame and experience it in any way, you lash out. You rage against others in that situation. And all you're trying to do is protect yourself against being discovered. They might find me, so I'm going to react in a very angry way. And this can typically happen when somebody just like jokingly, you know, uh, throws a joke at you about your porn use or something you might be into, and you just flip. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Screw you, dude. Don't talk to me like that. You know, I don't watch that stuff. I'm, I'm not into that. I'm not into those type of, I'm not into this. I'm not into that. Right? 
what you're trying to do by putting them down, especially those of you who have that very, very strong personality, is that you're simply trying to transfer the shame to others because you're good at it. <laughs> Some of you do this to your wife, to your partner all the time. She confronts you, pushes you. Oh, you let that anger out, that rage out. And you don't stop till you're sure that she feels bad about herself. And the final way that I've noticed that men and porn addicts in particular protect themselves against shame is by using your power or spending most of your time in your life trying to gain power. You are so deep in your addiction that you feel that the only way that you can compensate for that sense of like, ah, something is fucked up in my life, something is broken in my life, the only way that you can deal with that is by climbing the ladder of success or by gaining power over others. Because you feel that if you are up there, if you have power, then nobody can question you. Nobody has access to your world. So you're up there, you're in control of others, you're at the top. Nobody can know because no one's on the same level as you. Unfortunately, this is a very dangerous position to be in. The reason why is because you put yourself in a position where it's quite easy for you to start exploiting others, to start breaking the trust that others have in you as a person with power. And I speak to men who are in this situation all the time. They're great liars. And one of my superpowers is calling out men who are full of crap. You get on the phone with me, there'll be a lot of love, a lot of compassion. We'll laugh. Yeah, we're talking about porn, but, you know, I believe that it needs to be lighthearted. It doesn't have to be super serious. We're talking about my porn addiction. My wife's about to leave me. No, we, we got to be a little bit lighthearted about it, knowing that it's a very serious situation. But I will call you out. And many powerful men are powerful because they are hiding unresolved issues, trauma from the past that they have been medicating with their sexual behavior, with their behavior with porn and or masturbation. So those are a few ways that porn addicts protect themselves against the shame of their behavior. A quick recap. The first way is by looking down on others, whether it is online Maybe it's because of religion or race or political affiliation or ethnicity or the country that they are from or how they look or how they think or the business they're in or what they do. If you find yourself like in a conversation with your wife all the time and you're talking down on people, driving on the road, looking down on people, watching the news, looking down on people, you know, on your phone, always shitting on other people. Excuse my language today, guys. <laughs> you know? then that is something to examine and see if you've been doing it for a while and examine yourself and find out if you're doing it just to cover up your feelings of low self-worth, of poor self-esteem. The second way is trying to be perfect, perfectionism, you know, in your life because you feel that if you're perfect, you will not be questioned, that that makes you feel better. Oh, I feel better. I have this perfect, I'm JK, I'm a very disciplined individual, very successful businessman. You know, I do well. I dis and dis and dis and dis and dis and dis. Yeah, yeah, bro. I hear you. 
I hear everything you're saying. Now let's talk a little bit about that shame you're trying to hide behind all these amazing accolades. Everybody who calls me successful, I'm not impressed. What are you hiding, brother? Right? Blaming others. Use this when you're, you know, confronted with your behavior. Your wife calls you out. You're like, that's, it's, it's her fault. She put on weight after the pregnancy, you know. Over the years, we were doing good. And then, you know, I found out that she was having an affair. That's her fault. Uh, all, whatever it is. Always blaming others for your sexual behavior and your sexual acting out. Isolation. Do you isolate yourself because you've noticed when you're around others, that shame comes up and you're like, I don't need to deal with this. So I've purposely over the years made my life very, very simple. Many men I speak to are in this situation. Their life is just, they've created it. They talk about it as if it's, you know, I have a very simple life. You know, all I do is work, go back home, you know, spend time with the family. I go to the gym. I got some friends I hang out with, you know, once or twice a month, the boys. That's your life. But that's your life because you're a porn addict. You're not mentioning the part where you go down to the basement or you go to your office and you're there for three hours jerking off. You're not talking about that. All those hours that you're spending there could have been spent on something else. But no, you don't want to do anything else because that might expose you to emotions that you don't want to feel, i.e. shame. Anger is the next one. And you always react with anger, especially towards your partners. You know, some of us may have grown up with dads who were very angry. I did. And in some cases, our fathers were porn addicts too. We know now or we may not know. Some of you in your old recovery process, some of you are speaking to a therapist, some of you are in 12-step groups. You may have started to realize that, oh my goodness, maybe dad was a porn addict. Because dad was always distant, right? We all had the distant dads. Dad sometimes talked down to me. Some of you, your fathers, actually did not want to deal with the shame. And you were an easy target. So they transferred the shame to you. That's a deeper issue for another episode as well. And then finally, those of you who have this deep need to gain power. There's nothing wrong with power. But are you doing it to compensate for something that you do not have within you? Are you trying to compensate by gaining power over others? Are you trying to climb to a point so high that you can act out? Some men I've asked them, very successful men, like why are you aiming for so much success? And we dig deep and deep and deep and deep and you know what we find out? We find out that they believe that if they can get to this place of power high up there, they can act out sexually with whomever they want to without being judged, without the fear of losing their assets, that that is where sexual freedom lies, in success, money, power, and authority. Ask yourself, if you are that sort of man, if deep down that is something you harbor. I'm JK, your brother in this struggle. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Porn Reboot Podcast. Now, if this episode resonated with you, and you feel that, you know what, I'd like to get on a chat with you, JK, because I identify as one of these men, and 
I would really like to end this behavior once and for all, get on a call with me, elevatedrecovery.org slash apply, and let's find out if you're a good fit for one of my programs. But if you're not ready for that and you're just like, JK, I want to learn about your system. I'm not really comfortable getting on a call yet. Then I highly recommend you download a free copy of my ebook, which talks a little bit about me and my system, most importantly, a system for getting you out of this behavior. And it's called Confessions of a Porn Addict, Seven Secrets of Porn-Free Men. And there's a link to it in the description of this podcast. Hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you in a couple of days. Take care.